Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where we help a beginning player or coach by talking about the fundamentals of basketball bi-weekly on this podcast. Our goal is to help those new to basketball build a strong foundation to advance their skill and knowledge. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on any podcast app. Thank you. Hi, I'm Coach Sadler. Welcome to Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. I have been a coach for more than 20 years. I have a Master's of Science degree in psychology with a specialization in sports psychology. I am an assistant coach at a university, a USA Basketball Gold licensed coach, as well as a varsity youth basketball coach in the summer. I'm excited to do this podcast because I want to help athletes new to basketball gain skills and knowledge that can impact their ability to contribute to a team in the future. Coaches who are new to the sport can also use the information provided in this podcast to help grow their skills and knowledge. My goal is to share information that is easy to understand, that is relatable and achievable. So let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. Man, it's been a whirlwind. One basketball season ends and another season is in full swing. I'm referring to youth basketball. AAU and travel youth basketball season is up and running. And I'm excited to help you get ready and stay ready every step of the way. Before we jump into our topic today, I want to take the opportunity to to congratulate all the teams that made it to a postseason tournament of any kind at any level. Postseason play is special in my opinion. Every team that extends their season to compete for a championship is special. So a big shout out to all the teams. Congratulations to the NCAA Final Four Division I basketball champions LSU women and the Connecticut men. I congratulate all the players, coaches, support staff, administrators, and their fans. Both tournaments were exciting and fun to watch. Reading and watching the coverage of the tournaments, a lot of emphasis and excitement was placed on the offensive side of the game. And I completely get that. The fans are excited to watch players make shots from incredible ranges and there were players that could flat out shoot the ball. (laughs) I really enjoyed watching it too. I often say the glory is in the scoring. For young basketball players watching, it's easy to believe that if you can score, you have it made. But my question is, what if you're not scoring? Or what if at the next level, your coach is looking for more than than just a scorer? What else can you do to impact the game? And that is what we're going to talk about today. 
if a player at any level is going to have an opportunity to play, then they will need to learn and dominate what I call the non-glorious skills of basketball. There are thousands of athletes participating in basketball games each week, and I can imagine that many times after a game, they are asked how many points did they score? Because for many, points scored are the most important part of the game. But just because scoring is someone else's priority doesn't mean it has to be yours. Now, I want to be careful here. I don't want to give the impression that scoring is not fundamental to your game. On the contrary, my goal is to inform you of the importance of expanding your game. If scoring is all you can do, then it is very possible your playing time will be limited. You will have to be able to do more. I looked at the playing time this season for a few college teams from different divisions, and this is what I learned from their stats. The Connecticut men's basketball play team has 16 players on their roster. Seven players average less than five minutes a game. The LSU women's basketball team has 14 players on their roster, and five players average less than six minutes a game. Transylvania women's basketball has 15 players. Seven players average less than 10 minutes a game. The Elizabethtown College women's basketball program had 15 players on their roster and six players averaged less than seven minutes. On the Oregon Institute of Technology men's basketball program, they had 14 players and four players averaged less than six minutes. And for the California State University at San Bernardino, their men's roster has 14 players and five players averaged less than eight minutes. Now, to be fair, I do not know the circumstances of these players' playing time. For example, injuries could be a factor, eligibility, and other factors could have come into play here. But I also know from my 20 years of experience that it is possible the lack of playing time is not because of an injury or other factors, but due to the lack of skills in other areas of basketball. Now I want you to ask yourself an honest question. Do you want to be in the position when you get to college of playing less than five minutes because scoring was your only skill? If you want to give yourself a chance, then you need to learn and dominate the non-glorious skills at a high level also. Now for our purposes, dominate means to have a commanding influence on or exercise control over. Okay, so we, before we talk about the skills, I want you guys to get your note-taking devices ready. You know, whether you're doing this on your iPad, writing it down with pencil or paper, putting in your phone, whatever it is that you need to get your note-taking devices ready, then go ahead and grab those things and then let's get into it. The eight skills are ball handling under pressure, 
rebounding from your position, defending without fouling, setting screens, talking on the court, building relationships with teammates, mental toughness, decision-making, and conditioning. Now, I imagine that on some level, these skills are being worked on, but are you working on them as much as you are on your scoring? And if you're not, then you need to start ASAP. Now, let's break down each of these skills. Ball handling under pressure. So many teams are using full court pressure to turn teams over. If you get nervous or turn the ball over, make bad decisions, then the coach is not going to have the confidence in your ability in those situations. So what I want you to do is spend 15 to 20 minutes every day working on getting out of traps. Now, in the beginning, you're going to have some trouble, but that's okay. You just continue to practice and you'll get better. Now start by using the reverse dribble to the crossover dribble. Stay away from the sidelines. The sidelines are extra defenders. Stay in the middle of the floor. This gives you the best vision. Now there are four actions to take against a trap. First, catch and look and see what the defense is doing. So when you get the basketball from a teammate, I don't want you to put it on the floor first. So in other words, I don't want you to take a dribble and then pick the ball up because once you pick up that dribble, then you've created a bigger problem for yourself. So again, the first action, catch the ball, look, see what the defense is doing, and then make a decision on what you're going to do. Pass early to avoid the trap. Number three, stay low. Do not stand up and try to throw over the top of the trap. Man, that's almost a sure turnover. And do not turn your back away from your teammates. This action causes you to lose vision. Number two, rebounding from your position. Offensive and defensive. Every player needs to be able to rebound. Games are won and lost on this skill. I see so many players shoot and never go after their own rebound. Now the shooter often knows when their short, your shot is short or if it's going to go long. So move it. Go get your team an extra possession. In your shooting workouts, incorporate 30 minutes of going after your own misses. Additionally, add 30 minutes of rebounding off another shooter's misses. Learn how to trace the ball once it's shot. Coaches, if you're not doing this to incorporate into your practice, then please start right now. Teammates need to know how one another's shot fall from jump shots to free throw shooting. You know why players get offensive rebounds off a teammate's free throw miss? Because they know from practice what kind of free throw shooter their teammate is. 
They pay attention to the misses and where the ball goes. When they line up, they already know where to go get the ball. Games are won and lost on situations like this. Skill number three, defending without fouling. It is hard for a coach to keep a player on the floor if he or she is in foul trouble. Two fouls and that player is likely headed to the bench. If the coach takes the player out, the player gets upset. And you know what? That is completely understandable. Players want to play. I hear players say all the time after two fouls, leave me in, coach. I'm not going to foul again. Don't take me out, coach. I won't get in any more foul trouble. But these comments show that a player has a lack of fundamental understanding about fouls. Number one, the player does not control when a foul is called. The official does. Therefore, the plea to stay in the game is without merit because the player has no way to guarantee another foul will not be called. Number two is obvious. They already had one foul called on them and they didn't adjust to the way the referee called the foul. So the best way to avoid this situation is not to foul in the first place. The only way to give your chance, yourself a chance is to practice. And here are some tips to help you as you practice. Do not reach. When you reach, you get yourself out of good guarding position. Then you are likely to grab out of instinct so the player doesn't get past you. Number two, move your feet. Get your body in the position to keep the player in front of you. Do not open your hips because that gives a player a lane to go by you and then you will likely foul trying to block their shot from behind. Study defensive footwork videos and drills. Spend 30 minutes every day doing defensive slides and or playing defense against another player. Look, there is no shortcut to learning how to play defense without fouling. You have to dedicate time to this skill every day. Skill number four, setting screens. Ball screens, pin down screens, screening away, back screens, guard to guard screens, post screens, screen and roll, elevator screen, flare screen. Screens are being used in some form or another at almost every level of basketball. Professional, collegiate, high schools. Now, I completely recognize that some of you listening to this podcast may not be exposed to these screens. In your current programs, in your your high school, your AAU systems, you know, screening and teaching screens might not be a priority in your current program. But again, that doesn't mean it doesn't need to be your priority. You still need to learn how to do this skill. You can check free online resources, reach out to a local university or high school coaches in your area that may be able to provide resources. Now a word of warning, do not act on your own for this search. 
please ask your parents, custodian, or legal guardian before accessing the internet or reaching out to coaches you do not know personally for resource, resources. Or even if you, if you do know the coach, ask your parents or those legally responsible for you to help you get the resources. Knowing everything we do, I want you guys to be safe. So I, I would prefer that when you're asking for these resources and looking for these resources, get an adult that you know, your parents, you know, again, your legal guardian, maybe your, your a coach that you're already working with, have them reach out and get these resources for you. All right, skill number five, talking on the court. For some coaches, this is a non-negotiable. If a player does not talk on the court, they are not going to play. This is simply a choice. So all you need to do is just do it. Skill number six, building relationships with teammates. It is so important that teammates be connected. All individual goals must coincide with the team goals. The team comes first. Spend quality time getting to know every teammate. Do not let division separate the starters and the reserves. Do not let cliques form. Squash all gossip. Be kind and respectful to everyone. Plan team events that everyone will enjoy and have fun together. Keep what happens with the team inside the team. Be a leader in the locker room by making sure teammates talk to, talk to each other and not at each other. I'm always struck by teams that win championships and when, and when they're asked by you know, a newspaper reporter or a, a national reporter or someone that's just asking them about the, the game, how they, they got to the point where they won the championship talk about their teammates they always are talking about how much they love their teammates how well they get along and and those things are important so building relationships with your teammates is so important to being successful skill number seven mental toughness and decision making so many situations happen on the court some good and some not so good How a player handles situations can be a big key to his success or failure. Players need to develop the mental fortitude to remain calm in the midst of adversity. Just like physical skills of basketball need to be practiced, mental skills need to be practiced too. And here are two two suggestions. Come up with a phrase, a word, a song, a poem, Anything that will keep that will help maintain your control. Think about something that makes you happy. This will help put you in a different mental state. When you feel yourself getting out of control, feeling frustrated, uh, feeling like you know the, the calls are going against you, or practices are going well, or or something is happening. The, the situation it is making you upset and your mental process and your mental thought is being upset and it's causing you to make decisions that are not effective, that are not impactful, 
that are getting that's making your your t- putting your team in a difficult or bad decision or bad place. Get get you a word, a phrase, something that when it happens, you can think about that phrase, think about that word, think about that song, and immediately your mental thought, your mental process goes away from the bad things that are happening, the difficult things that are happening, the tough situations that are happening, and puts you in a different mindset, puts you in a different state of mind, allows you the opportunity to reset. Practice this skill. And finally, the eighth skill is conditioning. Now, we've talked about this skill in previous episodes. We've talked about it in planning your workout and in tips on how to be a great teammate. Listen, professional teams and college teams, they have paid staff, physical trainers to make sure that their athletes are adequately conditioned. This is how important this skill is. So please, 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 I implore you, get in basketball shape. Create fun conditioning drills that will help you stay in basketball shape. Get in basketball shape, stay in basketball shape. This is so important. It makes no difference or it's not helpful to your team or to yourself if you can play four minutes in a basketball game at full speed and then after that you're exhausted. Get in shape. Now to recap this episode, if you want to give yourself a chance to receive significant playing time, then you need to dominate the non-glorious skills of basketball. Don't just be a scorer. Be able to do these other skills at a high level, to dominate these skills at a high level. And to recap, the skills are ball handling under pressure, rebounding from your position, defending without fouling, setting screens, talking on the court, building relationships with teammates, mental toughness and decision-making, and conditioning. Now, please note the skills discussed in this episode are not all inclusive, as there are many skills to master, and we've talked about some of those skills in our past episodes. But the the skills discussed in this episode are important to your success. I truly, truly believe this, or I wouldn't be sharing it with you. And I want you guys always to remember, I am 100% in your corner. I have complete confidence that you can master each of these skills. Let me know how you're doing by reaching out at basicsinbasketball.com. And as always, I hope this episode has been beneficial. So join me next time for another episode of Basics in Basketball, where athletes get smarter. <laughs>